my parents came out and the living room were like, what's up? I'm like, I just killed a dragonborn and I just died. <laughs> and my parents were like, I'm, I'm not having it. I'm Well-met adventurers, my name is Lee. I'm Joe, and welcome to Mage Productions. So for this week, we are back with campaign stories. Mm, it's been a minute. It's been it's been a long, long, many a minutes. Yeah. So I think yeah. like even before the last one we aired, we had recorded like a while in advance. Mm-hmm. That's so it's, true. It's slightly overdue. It is. Very much. And for this week, we have Mark, also known as Mark Views, who apparently is not very stealthy. Oh. Hello, Mark. Not at all. <laughs> Hello, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. We're mm-hmm. very happy to have you today. Thank you for having very me. Much today so. or whenever it happens to be when people listen to this, because this is a podcast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, to be fair, I listen to it. Almost every day, so. Oh, yeah. look at that. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Trying to catch up. <laughs> well, <laughs> Trying to catch up. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, we absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. It's kind of cool oh. to find somebody that actually listens to it. <laughs> I know a few people. I know a few people. <laughs> well, we should have those few people on. Definitely. Because that's a few <clears throat> people more than me. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. So campaign stories. You have a mm-hmm. story for us. I do. I do. It, yeah. So before we get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about the system your story comes from, kind of the setting that you're playing in and the characters involved? All righty. So the setting is kind of when the character that I picked, it has a very unusual backstory because um, this was my first D&D character. Um, and when I was introduced to D&D, I, my friends were very vague about the idea of like, they're, all they said was like fantasy and mythical creatures and spells and adventure. And I was just like, I'm going to make a character that's always happy to go on adventures. So I invented this <laughs> poor little girl bard that is a hopeless romantic trying to make like a staple of herself in this world and like the first the first no the second yeah the second time we played it was just like her biggest nightmares came to life everything went wrong i i don't even know what happened to her really she's just she's 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 around but she's she's suffering (laughs) she's scarred for sure um oh no yeah um how do i describe um odette willow wind is a half elf a half elf bard um and she is uh this girl that's very like think uh childlike she just it, okay so lindsay sterling and um like i don't know like a little flower girl that likes to put flower crowns on everyone that's the type of girl <laughs> she is she likes to dance and she has a violin and she dances and sings and she's always happy. She comes from a very dark background, but that developed later. <laughs> she's like, uh, uh, maybe that's why she's so happy all the time. She's like trying to block her darkness inside. 
<laughs> um, but her setting is like she was at a tavern and like this uh, in this empire um, that my friend created, and she was hired like she needed money. She's a starving artist. And little did she know, she was trying to protect this important politician that then got killed and because she failed her mission. And her friends or her new companions were putting her in difficult situations in general. Just, just like the most absurd things. She's a pure soul that is in a very dark world that my friends <laughs> just created for her. They didn't warn me at all. They just didn't. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I, I don't even know how to put it because she's uh she she she's a half uh elf that was raised in an elven city like uh by her mom her father was the uh of the elven kin he was this very uh like the left hand of this king on uh, in the city called uh star uh, silver star um he passed away during war and her mother was left alone raising this half elf child in a elven city she is human she no one likes her uh she's kind of like the outcast and odette grew up being this outcast um to always try, dreaming about romance and like go getting going out and you know just running away when she became older she uh she had that chance, and then she met a group of adventure that really, really twisted her fate for sure. Oh yeah. gosh! So, <laughs> so how did how did exactly did this group of adventurers just totally like ruin this this sweet pure child? Well, for starters, they were all kind. They were they were just horrible messed up people <laughs> like well, <laughs> just messed up like i create because my friends were they were experienced with dnd this was my i was 18 when i created odette um and they were already they already had uh experience um playing dungeons and drag no dungeons and dragons and uh one of my uh my friend the dm's uh sister she had a a like a warrior paladin that was just this burly man that was that just didn't gave anyone like he didn't give a f <laughs> he just he was like you know we need to get to that door you you seem like handy just go and you know work on that i like he wanted to boss everyone around the other person was a rogue that just he couldn't keep his hands to himself he just tries to steal everyone everyone and everything like everything from each even their own party member he tried to steal something from odette twice but luckily her passive perception is really high <laughs> but um she uh like i feel, I feel like the most traumatic ex uh, uh this is gonna be really harsh but her first encounter for trauma was like they need to get behind the door and they were like there's a guard there flirt <laughs> that's literally what everyone was like just flirt and she's like ah, okay i'm gonna awkwardly just walk and be like yo you wanna go out with me and like stood up the guy later was being hunted down by the guy because the person the politician that they were supposed to protect was killed and they were framed by it 
And the second most traumatic thing was when they finally escaped and caught up with the perpetrators that killed the politician. That was like the main boss of the first part of the chapter. It was everyone went down. My little bard was hiding behind a crate, crying her eyes out. <laughs> and this guy just trying to throw like, uh, like fireballs at her. And she was just it, like, everyone was down. Everyone at the table was screaming at me, like, just get out there and kill the guy. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know how. So I ran out of spells, my cantrips weren't working, and I decided to throw a knife. And my, uh, the DM, uh, uh, she, uh, she based her uh, final blows with Matthew Mercer's famous words, and she said, how do you want to do this? <laughs> and I screamed so <laughs> loud, out of character, I was like, I was freaking out. Like, my parents came out in the living room were like, what's up? I'm like, I just killed a dragonborn, and I just uh, died and my parents were like i'm i'm not having it i'm, I'm we're leaving <laughs> it was, they were it, nope. yeah they were Bye. like no oh it was the best I, I that was the first time i realized how awesome dungeons and dragon was for me like i was i like i forgot i was a person that was so awkward around people and had social anxiety and was a different character and was feeling this emotion i was frightened for my life and this is a fictional character i was just like i was living through her and it was it was amazing it was this is the best time of my life i would say nice that's awesome so what was the campaign setting like um because apparently it was all kinds of jacked up people that yeah it was were around it, you, but what what was the setting? It was like, um, it was based on like, well, back back then the DM was very into uh critical role, so mm -hmm. she based it out of Taldori a lot, like the whole okay. empire structure, like there was a king and the queen, and there were a lower class. We were on the lower class because we started there. I was the only one that had like leisure because I was an entertainer uh it was it was like a, a like a time of war there was conflict like she based it out of Taldori and gave her own twist um I can't really um pinpoint because it was a long time ago that that character per particular um which was my most memorable character um I sadly haven't had the opportunity to uh be on after four or five games of with them i wasn't able to play again with them and everything else was has has been one shots and haven't really dived into a thick plot two-year campaign which i'm dying i'm so thirsty for the campaigns are good when, yeah, when you have that time really to progress are. and and that character grow and just get more and more cool stuff yeah yeah it's, a, it's definitely a, a lot different than you know one shots mm -hmm. by worlds ha ah, literally yeah and in, 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 yeah in every way because for example right now i'm working on this one shot um but i'm introducing this is going to be the first time i bring my homebrew world to life and i'm so excited because nice. it, it's, it's a concentrated section of this world but i want i want to just click play 
and see how <laughs> gravity works in there because I've created this whole, like I have this whole culture, like different places based on different cultures. Um, the other day I was thinking of my Druid and I based it off uh, New Zealand and and Hawaiian natives and like their chants and war chants and I developed this whole background and I was almost emotional because it he goes through a whole bunch of rough stuff but I created wars I created politics and it was it was the first time where I was like this is heavy stuff and now I'm gonna click play in a few months or a month from now that's That's awesome that is a huge moment yeah i'm i'm nervous i'm nervous i've I've dm once it was it was okay (laughs) (laughs) it was 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 all right right. you know know, my my brother had a few he's like i have a few pointers and his list was extensive (laughs) he's like don't don't do this or try to work on this or you know he he definitely is more grounded when it comes to dm he's a very good leader i'm very good at creating the lore and i love writing i love like you tell me if you want something and i'll write it down for you and i'll give you this juicy character or a deity or land i just love creating yeah nice i understand (laughs) it's 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 awesome and and it's really cool when when you get to actually press that play button yeah and you see other people kind of interact with worlds and things and stuff that you've created that came out of your mind and they're like wow this is cool and yeah, yeah. that's a feeling I'm, I'm i'm so hyped um and i also like to like i see i hear so many stories about dms and you know i just want to someday like be able to like you know because I see a lot of people, they're so proud of their work, and like, I'm, I'm like, I wonder how that feels <laughs> someday. <laughs> I want that. I want that. I want that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Soon, though. Yeah. Soon. Real soon. Very yeah, soon. Really soon. Very soon. Really. Soon. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Definitely keep us informed. <laughs> we I want to know how it goes. We will. Mm-hmm. We will. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna tweet about it so much. I swear. <laughs> So going back to Odette and all of her traumas, (laughs) um, (laughs) what other than, you know, throwing this, this dagger at this dragonborn, what would you say is your favorite moment for playing Odette? Um, it was definitely, um, when she, so Odette, was a character that right now currently at that time she was very pure innocent and throughout the journeys that she has been taking that she took she was she got she grew up so fast she was like when she left i i didn't say age but she was around her early 20s and now she's like in her uh mid-20s and she um became this i i talked to the dm and uh, at the time and I introduced her to a new class of bar that I homebrew and I'm still working on that I uh, called the White Garden. And she is basically an elite uh, group of bards that practice art and apply it to war. So again, with the 
uh, uh, New Zealand's uh, natives, they use what they call hakas, which are like a traditional chant and dance to intimidate. They have war hakas, and I would listen to those for hours. Like, I'm at work, and I'm listening, and people were like, what are you listening to? Um, and I'm like, and they just hear men and women screaming and like hitting themselves <laughs> like drums and like it's they're like what is that i was like it's a haka <laughs> and <laughs> and i got that that idea and it was just um like i listened to a, another song because i usually get inspired through songs that's how i give birth to <laughs> to children which are my characters um and there was a song that i listened to and i was just like I wonder if I can make this because I, I read about the schools of the bards and I like them, but I wanted to make something more mm, badass if I, you would. And these are people that <laughs> trained with music, like, but they trained art of war. So like I was telling uh, a friend, they wanted to know more about it. And they asked me like, so like, what do they do? I'm like, they're the type of people that they go in units of like five at least. And they're always either singing and like you have like two clerics and two paladins and probably like one ranger. And if their ranger is down, the the uh, clerics are always chanting and singing. So they're like almost like if they're constantly casting healing word. So like it's mo almost like you do damage to one person and they immediately regenerate. And like they're always singing like to the it's kind of like an interrupted chant or choir that even the warriors that when they get stabbed or slashed, they don't stop singing the chant or the, they're just constantly performing. Some of the characters I flashed out and they were like a little, a little much. I was telling my friend that <laughs> Odette is one of the elites. They're called the rose, the white roses. And there are only three in the, in her story. Um, and one of them is called the other rose is uh, like this uh, half elf Goliath, and he is this really charming, charismatic, handsome, if you would, uh, kind of cocky uh, giant half elf that has this great sword made of mithril. He's white armor with gold embroids, and he's kind of like this showman he directs he's like he's like this is my little brigade let's kill you <laughs> he's like you're dead <laughs> and Odette kind of like is like the stealthy quick stabby girl that she just runs into battle with her rapier made of mithril and just you know don't mess with her now now but she she grew up she and she eventually did um well she's kind of in the works of finding her romance right now like her I, that's where basically we stopped i didn't in, like develop her anymore where she found someone that she's kind of intrigued by i like that that's cool that's a really cool concept for a uh for the subclass yeah i yeah. i um i was also like there's like this hair uh like kind of like level and then there's like the guard i call her like the gardener or i haven't really decided what i want but basically she's like the leader and in real life she's kind of this opera singer celebrity but no one knows that she's like this 
she's like the owner of this guild and she is also like the type of person that if you want to if you're trying to catch her alone in a room and try to battle her she has like high spells that you're just gonna be like <laughs> yeah oh you, you, you and i describe her because i already have an idea of how i want her to look um as this beautiful like woman that's just elegant and she's like like just majestic in her but she uh is blind so she's i was inspired by andrea bocelli which is an opera singer and you know i thought i was like that would be cool like she looks not threatening but god don't mess with her <laughs> she's the type don't of person that would just right like out. i was like uh, my brother was like what kind of spell she would own like i don't know maybe like a meteor shower i don't know she can just summon this, <laughs> just call upon the stars to just kill you. I don't know. I haven't decided yes. how much power I want to give her. I haven't this all the all power. the power. exactly. She has all the all, all the power. power. Yeah. Um. But I'm you know it's a it's a I'm working on a few projects where but eventually I want to maybe like share with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I read it and let's see if people will try it out or something. That's, That's awesome. when it starts getting fun. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Start getting that feedback in. Yeah. And definitely. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. So other than Odette, what is your favorite character that you've played? Oh, it has to be. I have, I have so many. <laughs> I spent. Pick your favorite I spent, child. I, uh, I have. I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I, I mentioned my druid. That's my second character I've made. Um, he was based out of a character that I invented from Dragon Nation Inquisition. Um, that uh, my character, my, I built him there. Um, he, and then I took him out of there and put him in D and D, and I decided to make this druid that. Also has he has more of a of a you are just a chosen one type of car like path like <laughs> he is like his mother was like directly speaking to Melora and she was killed during a conflict of war and her father and his father as well so he was raised by the tribe and then as a child young child uh age he, uh the priests of the temple noticed that he had like the blessing of Melora, and then there's different sections in the world, and his section is called the sec. Uh, the uh, he is supposed to be the champion of summer. They're divided in seasons, and his task, which I haven't been able to, you know, play, uh, is more like written ideas. He has to uh, meet each season's chosen, and I already have an idea who they are. Um, I'm very excited to introduce him to this um, Elvin, um, uh, the fall uh, champion. She's like this uh, ranger slash druid. They're all druids, but they're multi-class. Um, he, uh, she is like a ranger slash uh, druid that rides a white, a giant white stag. And when she runs through the forest, it like changes the season as she goes. Um, and I feel like I want her to be like this ancient elf that likes although she's like old well she doesn't look old but like she's like don't like you know i'm gonna kill you <laughs> like i'm a badass <laughs> like she's frail and delicate and i'm I, like i already have like inspiration for culture her story 
but definitely Velo. His name is uh, Velo Graystorm, and he's like he's he's very he's a conflict because he, he the one of his uh, eventually uh, like he becomes friend. He right now he's in the stage of I don't trust anyone, but I want him to develop this friendship with this character who is um his uncle uh is from the opposite kingdom like in the in the world that created there was a big war um and his velos island landed on the king was near a kingdom that was the um at war with the kingdom of his future companions um so when he meets these companions he is already like i hate you you killed my entire family <laughs> so he's trying to become better a better person because he's this champion of this goddess and he's trying to see like rise above the occasion and be like i you know you did directly didn't kill my father or mother but you your kingdom did and i have to make peace with that and it's a it's a very interesting character. I have a it's really close to my heart that one particularly. I identify a lot with that character. So what what made him like actually change his mind or not necessarily change his mind but open up his mind to the the possibility of you might not be bad. So let's see. There was the scene where one of the um so I developed this. This I can actually have to talk about. This one is the city of Emoras. It's like a, uh, it's a sentinel city that is fortified to fight dragons, and it's this huge city that has towers of like, like, like a. It's, it's like a white stone. Like it's made of like, um, marble. And each tower, there's like rings. So think of Attack on Titan, kind of like there's levels. And the closer you are, the higher and the more uh, strong the towers are. Because supposedly this is where um, Tiamat in my campaign world um, was actually able to breach. And as champion, a legendary champion was able to wish her back into hell. Um um, by the help of the gods in the in, in the story, but in that city, the paladins, uh, there are certain paladins that ride griffins, and one of her companion, uh, well, one of Vela's companion, he uh he rides a, a griffin, and Vela was like, I don't know how to trust you, and he's like, Well, let's do a trust exercise. Let's ride a griffin, and he's like, Okay, <laughs> like he he hops in and like. He, they're like walking in around the tower, and then all of a sudden, he just tells the griffin, "Fly," and the griffin just poof, and he's holding on to dear life. And when he opens his eyes, he like sees this beautiful city. He sees everything from a different perspective, and he actually starts like questioning his, you know, his judgment because he's like, "This is a world that is so peaceful and." No one has been bad to me, and they know I'm from the opposite kingdom. And he sees this sunset and this like city that is just thriving, and there's so there's a moment of peace. So he 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 just has this like revelation of like maybe these people aren't bad. There's there's just he found peace in in the 
in the new perspective and literally he was flying he never flew before so he's up in the sky looking down at a city with like people just hundreds of different people from all over the world that's really cool that's super cool such amazing characters and such like rich stories for real yeah (laughs) i really i really am trying to work on these stories i really want people to explore these worlds eventually um yeah i especially this city because today actually i was talking to my brother i was like i have this huge idea for this city it's like what if there's a giant dragon that just destroys everything and my brother was like okay that's not new i was like no 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 but a two-headed dragon he's like oh i don't know how you're gonna do that i'm like i already read the stat blocks i've been researching dragons for weeks now and i show him the paper and he's like jeez it's like i really like i really like world building that's that's my thing that's my niche that's awesome it definitely shows yeah for real oh well this has been awesome yeah and really such great stuff and if people want to hear more about this world you're creating or talk to you about your characters or anything like that where can people find you or get in contact with you definitely twitter um i'm like always there (laughs) as we started like as i said before i linger (laughs) um uh, you can find me at at the mark views and and uh, on twitter I have a little pin post where it also shows my Instagram and my email. So you can reach me out and just say, hey, I don't bite, you know. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk Absolutely. with us. This, Absolutely. It was great. It's a, it's a pleasure. It was super great. And I finally got to meet you yeah. guys, you know, because. For real. Yeah. Like, like we've talked on Twitter so much <sighs> and. And we all like, live like and mail things to you, other. and we're all within like thirty <laughs> minutes of each other. It's so like, frustrating. Never met. It's so frustrating it because is. I'm here like I can literally just Uber or something there, and like it was just like it was frustrating, guys. DragonCon flew by, and I was just like, <laughs> it happens. You know. It happens. Yeah. We'll do something one of these days. Of we'll, these days. we'll set something for up. sure. For sure. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? We gotta have an awkward ending. What? Oh, that's right. The awkward oh, endings are no, back. No, I hate awkwardness. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, oh, but we're so good at no. it. No. Like we used to be, I guess. I I think we've forgotten how to awkward or something. We no, I'm just at, maybe we are professional. Me. Definitely, <laughs> definitely me. I'm just oh, like. I'm so fine right now, but like you guys need to see me. I was shaking for hours. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> oh, oh talk. no! <laughs> it was great. It was super awesome. Yeah. You guys are great. You guys are great. Nah, you're nah. great. Nah, you're great. Nah, <laughs> nah. Uh, that's a good place to stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
If you would like to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter at mage underscore podcast or check out our website, mageproductions.com. Or if you just want to tell other people how much you love the show and that they should listen, uh, you can leave us a five-star review. Go and review us wherever you get your podcast from. We really love to see those and read what you think. And we would like to give a huge shout-out to our partners and sponsors. First off, Hit Dice. Check them out at hitdicepod.com and on Twitter at hitdicepod. And of course, last but not least, SoNerdware.com, a place to find fun clothing and accessories tailored for tabletop geeks and nerds everywhere. They're also on Twitter at SoNerdware. So you can go to SoNerdware.com and search for Mage Productions to find all of our cool swag. And then once you find everything, you can use code MAGE to get 10% off your entire order. 